Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. We're going to we're going to read these two verses of scripture and then we're going we're going to jump into this and talk. And um, I'm going to need your help tonight. I believe that by and large everyone here tonight would love to see our church, love to see Harvest House on far fire, far, yeah, on fire for God and see a great unprecedented revival in everybody's life in this area. So read this scripture and stand with me if you will these two two scriptures i'm going to read appreciate everybody can stand we can honor the word and um by standing a new heart and by saying new heart is equal 36 26 27 a new heart will i give you and a new spirit will i put within you will take away the stony heart if i say the stony heart out of your flesh give you a heart of flesh I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you shall keep my judgments and do them tonight I'm going to I'm going to talk about walls okay we're talking about walls tonight and what I'd like you to do is pray with me and that God would help us he would help us to um, open our spirits and hearts and receive some type of revelation that can help us. So, Jesus, we love you. I am so insignificant and nothing without you today. I don't want to get in your way tonight, God. I don't want to get in your way of anything you want to do. I know there's hearts, there's lives here tonight, God, that you have purpose and design for every one of us and Lord I feel like you've nudged into my spirit Lord to talk about this tonight and I'm I'm going to trust that you're going to help us go to where we need to go with this and I'm asking that you would help us today to receive everything that you have you could open our hearts and our spirits let us receive instruction from you let us receive strength from one another let us receive encouragement from one another we love you and we thank you God for what you're doing what you're going to do tonight in Jesus name everybody say walls have you been seated walls we um we don't see it like we used to used to they'd build structures they put walls around it anybody ever went to Lexington and seen the castle see the walls that's around it's pretty cool um, but no doubt there is a, a large measure of comfort when you're inside walls, especially when you think of it, the walls being there to protect you, to separate whatever is on the inside of the walls, to keep it safe from those forces from the outside of the walls that's trying to come in and get them in essence that's kind of what i'm going to talk about tonight or that area i'm going to go down but i'm going to get a little more deeper and, and i'll be honest i'm going to mess with you tonight i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to mess with your emotions I'm going to try to dig down, get you to, I can't do it. I'm going to try to get you to dig down a little bit tonight. And um, we're going to talk about these walls. Um, Zechariah 2 and 5 says, for I, said, for I said the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire around about, will be the glory in the midst of her. We see this verse, God, he said, I'm a, I'm a wall of fire around those who believe. 
I'm thankful that he is that wall of fire around us. He protects us. Uh, the enemy will try to attack. So, But obviously there, there are some good walls. Um, I'm thankful for these walls here tonight and the roof and the air conditioner. <laughs> if we didn't have these walls, the air conditioner wouldn't do as much good in here tonight. So obviously there's some good walls. I'm thankful for when it's cold outside. We've got walls to protect us. I'm thankful that when there's storms raging, there's walls to protect us. So obviously there are some good walls. But the walls I want to talk about tonight are walls that we build. Walls that we build to protect ourselves from hurt. And usually because we've been hurt, so we build walls. But the dangerous part, and the reason I'm saying this, right, we spent several Thursdays, we've been talking about different things. We talked about sin, we talked about repentance, um, we talked about, um, last week we talked about love, and honestly I was, I was praying, thinking about last week, thinking, God, what, what can I talk about uh, this Thursday night that will... Um, be relevant, maybe where we're at. And I just had that the one word come to me, walls. And the reason why I think is, as I, I talked about this a little bit last Thursday night, and I've seen some of you guys. I've seen the look in your eyes like, you're right, I've got some walls built up. So he, here's the thing about the walls. Um, these walls that we build, we get hurt. Let me, let me just talk like this. We get hurt. Somebody hurts us, and whatever way it is, somebody offends you, somebody violates your person, um, somebody walks away from you, rips your heart out of you, we're hurt by relationships, we're hurt by so many things, we have this defense mechanism in our life that we will build this wall up. You hurt me one time, but you're not going to do it again. So, we build this wall up in our life, and we're trying to keep anything out there to come inside. Now, the, the walls I'm talking about is walls we build up around our heart. We won't let our heart be given to somebody else to be hurt again. This is what I'm talking about. So, we build up these walls to keep that hurt out, but the, here's the... Here's the dangerous part about the walls is it also keeps those who love us and care about us out also. And more than anything, it keeps God out. And these walls, they, they're usually a product of um, unhealthy emotions. And they, they prevent us from having, when we put these walls up that we were, we're using because of some unhealthy emotion that we're dealing with, whether it be offense, whether it be fear, whether it be you know, unforgiveness through a grieving process or abandonment, whatever the case, we put this wall up to protect us and it keeps us from having relationships that God designed us to have. Godly relationships. Relationship with God, relationship with godly people, relationship with God-ordained situations. And though the, the cause may be, it may be hidden. It could be scars and wounds from years and days gone by. It could be something that happened for us older people 30, 40 years ago. For, for some of you young people, that's you know, anywhere from 10, 12, 15, or whatever. It could be from when you was 5 and 4, even in your subconscious, when you did not even realize maybe what was going on, something happened and you built walls. And these wounds, they remain. They remain in our unconscious mind. And they're, they, 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 they feed our emotions. They feed our thoughts. And they... They produce this negative reaction to 
things in life and specifically to things that could be good, but because we've got a wall built up, it keeps us from receiving it. And we're, we can be so quick that we begin to, when we have these walls, we're so quick we blame everything but what it really is. And he, here's the first thing I want to say when we're talk about walls tonight. Because I, I hope that we can tear some walls down. Amen. Because here's the thing. I want to see great revival in Harvest House. Amen. And as I thought about this and I prayed, in order for us to have real revival, there has to be a flow of the Spirit of God in the church. Yeah. And the best way for revival to happen is, when it begins, uh, I'm not saying it's got to begin with Jacob, I'm just, for example, God begins to use Jacob and begins to flow through him, and then it would flow back and you'd go through Preston and then go through Autumn and, and, and kind of own down the line, and, and it begins to flow through each avenue of our church. But when we have so many people that has have these walls built up, when it starts to go from one to go to another spot, it goes, it hits this wall. And it keeps the flow of the Spirit, God's move that He wants in the church. It keeps it from happening. So, the first thing I want to say tonight about this is that when Jesus died at Calvary, when Jesus died at Calvary, the Bible says that the temple, in the temple, there was a wall that separated regular people from the deep things of God and it was a, a veil that was in there the Bible says that the veil ripped from the top to the bottom so when Jesus died on the cross that wall that separated man from God was separated and tore down so there is nothing in this world that is any greater than us being able to walk in and experience everything that God has for us. So that alone should be enough for us to be able to tear down the emotional walls that we have built in our life that keeps us from receiving everything that God has got for us. So let me tell you tonight, first and foremost, Sister Michelle, is if there is no wall bigger than that wall that was broke that day, in any wall that we have in our life, Jesus can, he can help us penetrate it and bring it down. Can I get an amen out of that? But, here's the, here's the issues. Proverbs 23 and 6 through 8 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let me just stop it there. Whatever you think you are, it becomes reality to you. Okay? This is a huge wall. If you, if you think... Now, here, here's the danger, okay? Now, I'm, gonna get, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump off the deep, deep end of this, all right? Here's the danger of our generation that says you can choose whatever... You can choose to be whatever you want. Here's the danger of our generation that says you can choose. Because we got people that choose to be cats, dogs. I mean, it's not limited to male and female. It's cats, dogs, trees, anything. Now, you may, not ever, you may not ever physically turn into that. And chances are you won't. Whatever God created you to be, that's what you're going to be. But here's the danger of it. The Bible talks about believing in a lie and being damned. So... A huge wall that people face is this scripture in Proverbs. As a man thinketh, so is he. And here's the first little wall, big wall I want to talk about here is the mentality of thinking that we're not what God created us to be. Because when you continually think, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Because somebody damaged you when you were young. Somebody violated your person. Somebody called you a loser. Somebody significant. Because, I mean, honestly, if, if some dude drives by out there and stops and waves with part of his finger at me, his hand, you know, with one finger sticking up and says, hey, you're a loser. If I don't know them, I don't care what they think about me. 
I don't care what they think about me. But if my wife or one of my kids or somebody I love dearly says, you're a loser. You're worthless. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And then I'm going to start, Braden, I'm going to start believing that. And Jimmy, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a wall. Because you hurt me. And now then I think that's what I am. So I'm going to build this wall. All right? Am I, am I, am I making any sense to anybody right now? And, th and this is what I'm talking about. Um, Proverbs 20 and 27 says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the heart or the emotions. God's searching our hearts tonight. See, God created us to function in three different parts, okay? We have our physical bodies. The older you get, young people, the worse it's going to get. Body breaks down. Okay? Then we have, <laughs> then we have the human spirit. All right? And then we got our human spirit. That's our desires. That's our heart. This is the place we build the walls around. And then we got our soul. That's the part that's going to live forever. These bodies are not going to live forever. They're going to break down. That's why it's important to take care of these bodies, okay? The older I get, the more I realize I should have took care of, better care of my body. That's why it's real important, especially when you're younger, not to do stupid things with drugs and alcohol and things like that because it's going to break down your body and destroy your body. That's a whole other sermon. We'll get there. But uh, So this is the soul, though. That's the essence. That's who we are. And this part that I'm talking about tonight is this desire. It's our, it's our emotions. And most common, the most common problems that we face in life, yeah, physical, is, it's a big thing, but spiritual and mental is the issue, okay? It's spiritual and mental. I remember Brother Donnie said it so many times when he was fighting for his wife to come back, and you guys know, I want, I want you to just, let me just stop here for a second. If you don't believe prayer and fasting works, you look at Donald Ewan, okay? Yes, there had been more than once I told Donnie, he said, man, you've got a right to biblically divorce her and walk away, okay? The man wouldn't hear it. He fasted and prayed, and, and that woman came back to his life, and he died married to her, okay? Amen. So this is a spiritual, emotional battle that we can fight. And Brother Donnie, though, he said many times, I wish I could just punch the devil. And he did, but not with his fist. He done it emotionally. So, the whole point I'm trying to make, and this is an emotional thing that we're fighting, okay? This is emotional. And if, with these emotions, we have walls that need to come down out of our life. For a few reasons here in our church. Number one is for an individual ever become what God needs them to be, you have to tear the wall down. For our church to be what it is and us to be involved in the church like it needs to be, walls need to come down because we need a flow of the Spirit. Amen. And one reason the city of Marion is having a problem right now with water because there's, they got a, we, we know what happened, right? They knocked a hole in the wall and they let all the water out of it, right? That's what happened. So there's a lot of stuff built up in our lives that we need out of our lives, but we've got to get the wall broke down. Okay? So tonight, this is why I'm talking about this. And uh, let me talk about this, and that, then I might need some of y'all's help, okay? And if you don't want to help, don't, please, because I know I'm talking sensitive here tonight with some things, but... An article that I, that I was looking at, I copied some of this down to maybe help us understand the brain because I'm not somebody who knows that much about this stuff. But um, So we need to understand how our thoughts are processed. So this is what this article said. 
The left hemisphere of the brain is where information is first received. Sometimes referred to as perceptive lobe, it is the first place of first impressions, awareness, and knowledge. Anything we see, hear, smell, taste, or touch, otherwise, sense is recognized here first. And from the perspective area, the incoming information must be processed by transferring data to the right side of the brain where it becomes practical and ready to be applied. So it goes on to say that naturally we are self-conscious, but the human spirit designed to function is the right side of the brain is God consciousness, okay? So what I'm trying to say here tonight is we are born with this mentality that our first response is not always our God response, all right? That's what the article says. That's what the article says. So, we've got to somehow be able, because here's the natural thing. The natural thing is this. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you, or I'm going to run away. Fight or flight. That's our syndrome, okay? Fight or flight. And even in the midst of that, even if we fight, I'm going to put a wall up. You're not going to do that again. I'm going to hurt you, I'm going to run away. You're not going to hurt me no more. All right? So what we, as I begin to think about this, I begin to think about all the walls that hinder us in life. Now, I'm not, I don't want this, is, I don't want this to be no confessional booth. I'm not your priest. You go confess to God. So I don't think I'm trying to do anything like that. I don't want you to tell me anything openly right now that's ever happened to you that's caused anything to come up in your life. But I'm, I'm going to name a few things that I believe that cause walls to be built up in our life. And you can say yay, nay, or you can add to this, okay? So, I think when somebody is abandoned by parents, it causes a wall to go up in their life. Amen. To protect them from being hurt again. Amen. So, that wall, you could call it maybe abandonment. I don't know. So... That means, what happens with that wall? I'm not going to get too close to you because the closest people that I know abandoned me, so I'm not going to get too close to you. Amen. So it creates a wall to where you never really can get close to anybody, and especially God. That makes sense? Amen. All right. Or how about this one? I know this could get personal. Some of the people that I love the dearest violated my person and they done things to me they should not have done. They touched me where they should not have touched me. So, now I told you, I'm just going to get kind of personal here with you, but I'm talking about things that's real. So what that does, what kind of wall does that create? That creates some walls in your life that were um, in marriage, you may struggle with really having the type of relationship you need. Or ever getting you to that place you need to be. So it creates a wall between you and that person. Am I making sense? I know I'm personal here. But I'm trying to be real. Because I want to tear some walls down. What about somebody else? Can throw me an example. And if it's too personal, don't. I, I got some more I come up with. Trail. That's a good one. I put a lot of trust in this person. I had a lot of confidence in this person. I, I thought they could not do no wrong. I thought that they would always be there for me. It's kind of like the abandonment. It's a little bit different. But, I, I mean, I, I put a lot of confidence in it, but all of a sudden, you betrayed me. And now then, I'm going to have trouble trusting anybody else. What's that? Abuse. There you go. So you see, so there's a lot of walls. A lot of things. And here and here's why I'm talking about this tonight. If you're not careful, even those of us who've been in church all of our life, 
I'll be honest with you. We've been through enough things in our life. Me as pastor. It's hard when you pour things into people. You pour into people and pour into people and they walk away or they whatever. It makes it hard to try to pour back into people again. And as a pastor, you can build a wall up and it's like, I'm not sure I want to do that again. All right? It's betrayal. We'll go to David talking about it. So, why am I talking about this? Why am I here tonight? Because last week I talked about real love. I talked about real love, what real love was. It's, it's abandonment. It's, it's, it's without fear and all this kind of things. And that needs to flow through our lives. But it can't necessarily flow through our lives when we have these walls built up in our world. Um, it, anybody else want to just throw anything else out there? I mean, I think it covers a whole lot of what I've said, but but there's there's a. I mean, that's Neglect. Maybe that's what you're neglect, yeah. Fear. That, that's, I'm glad you said that. That's, that's what I was going to say. Fear. Fear could fall in a lot of them places. It could it, it fall under abandonment, abuse, um, betrayal. It, I think that's a huge thing. Fear. What's that? Bullying. That would long, fall on fear. Um, there was another one I was thinking of also is, um, oh gosh, help me out. Lord Jesus. Is um, rebellion. We get caught in this place. It's like, well, I'm just going to rebel. We think, well, this can't. This, this is not. No, it's walls. Okay. It, and here's the thing: once one wall goes up, it's easy to step back and say, well, let me just stick this one up here too. So we go from betrayal to fear of never letting that happen again. And we begin to just throw these walls up everywhere in front of our life. And then, here is the issue with the wall. The same channel. Okay, there. How many knows how God deals with people? Let's talk about this for a second. Through conscious? Anybody else? Preaching? And he's like. I wish it that easy. <laughs> Let me tell you the avenue that God uses, okay? So we're made up of these three parts. Y'all remember what I just said they were? The physical body. The emotional, which is our heart, our desire, our wants, all that stuff. And then the soul. Of those three things, where does God deal with? It's not the soul. Because that's going, to be the, that's going to be the result of the other ones. It's not the physical. It's the human spirit. It is our heart. It is our emotions. Have you ever heard this terminology? I gave my heart to the Lord. Okay? I gave my heart to the Lord. This is why people say that. It's our emotions, our physical being. God deals with us through the heart, through the emotions. So when we build a wall, where do we build the wall? Around our emotions. To keep us from having to deal with fear and betrayal and this abuse and all these, all these different things. So we start putting these walls up. And what that does is those people who really does care for you. Uh, let's talk about from a church standpoint. A pastor, a Sunday school teacher, a, a youth leader, or just a good saint that's trying to help you out. They're trying to reach you to help you and they can't reach you because all of these emotional walls have been put up and let's go farther than that. Then you've got God. This is the only avenue God uses to reach us. It's through the heart. Okay? So, let me, let me turn towards our young people for a second. I see you guys engaged. That, honestly, what you just done, that's a wall. That's a wall. I mean, let me just deal with it. Yeah, you're thinking, 
Well, it's just a bag. No. It's a wall. Our particular young people, what I've seen out of our young people, the walls that you guys like to put up is um, funny. That, that's a good one. That's not exact. But it's like, well, let me laugh it off. Let me laugh it off. It's not a big deal. Or, or let's, I'll play, the, I'll play the cool cat. And what that is, it's just, it's a wall that you're putting up to protect yourself because you're afraid you're going to get hurt. Because a lot of you young people sitting right here, you're dealing with abandonment. You're dealing with fear that you don't want that hurt in your life again. You've had people to hurt you. You've had people to abandon you. And you're like, okay, I might, God might want to reach in there, but I'm a little reserved about it, so I'll use something else. And see, here's the wall. A lot of times we think the wall is, is this or that, but what that wall is a lot of times is, is our actions of what we're doing to avoid the real situation that we're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm trying not to be, okay. So, try not to be, make it so personal with certain ones, but let's just talk about what happens. Something happens in your life, and what do we do? We medicate ourselves. In this hour, we medicate ourselves with entertainment. And that, that is a wall that we're creating to avoid the real issues in life. So we turn to our phones, games on our phones, we turn to uh, social media, we turn to all these things. And the whole reason I'm doing this tonight is because these walls need to come down. And, and because of what happened in the very beginning, Adam was born with this spirit that has the ability to choose, okay? And since the human spirit is the only place where God communes with us, that's the place that we make a choice. That's what we have to catch. That's the part that's got to be saved, is our choices. You and I have to choose right. Because our choices is what has to be saved. So until the spirit of man, Cheryl talked about it a while ago, so that, that scientific part of it says, first it goes through the human emotion, and then goes to the God emotion. So how do we bypass that? This is the question. How do you tear down the wall? How do we bypass? That's what I'm talking about right now. How do we bypass that? Huh? Talk to me. What'd you say? What'd you say, Jenna? Oh, okay. Say, you got an answer? Say it for him. That's a good spot. That's a good place. To, that's a good place to start. Identify it, but. Ultimately, what's going to tear down the wall? Okay? Here, here. Identify the problem. I think that's a very good place to start. The answer, the answer is to bypass that spot. Alright, anybody know this scripture? Anybody know this scripture? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that what? Exalts itself against the knowledge of God and doing what? Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There's only one way to do that. Okay? Only one way. Y'all want to know why I talk about the Word of God so much? Because this is how you overcome it. Amen. Go ahead. So, repenting or allowing it to be there and talking to Jesus about the problem? This is, this is what I believe. This has to become your conscience. This has to become your conscience. Because when you build up walls, what you start doing is you start believing 
all your emotional things that you're dealing with. So it's not what I think, but it's what I know. And Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, anybody know that scripture? Whatsoever things are pure, just, honest, you think on, think on these things. And then, how do you balance that out? The Spirit of God. When you have the Word of God and you have the Spirit of God working together, you bypass the fleshly part of it. Because what the flesh is, is all you're worried about. All these walls we're building up is we're thinking about the flesh. Thinking about my wants, my desires, my hurts, my pains, my disappointments, my fears, my this, my that. But when we bypass that and we go and realize, okay, it has nothing to do with any of that stuff, then I begin to tear down the strongholds and I begin to cast them to the side, cast away the magic. Because what this stuff is imagination. Because the truth of the matter is, if the devil wanted to kill you, he'd kill you. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So, according to this scripture, reins, it's plural, it speaks of the motions as having two parts. Okay? Reins. So we see two parts. And there are two parts of this is there's an upper and lower type. So there's a spiritual and there's a fleshly emotion. These are the two emotions that we're dealing with. This is where the walls come from. The lower emotion builds the wall up because we're trying to protect the flesh. The upper emotion isn't worried about these walls because they know that God has got it, not you. So the way these walls come down is when we firmly put the Word in our heart and we let the Spirit of God begin to move in our life and let me tell you what, some walls don't come down immediately. Sometimes we've got to keep walking around it and they'll crumble. And other times it takes one brick at a time. But in order for us to get complete deliverance, in order for us to see what we need to happen in our church, the walls need to be coming down. God wants revival, I believe, in our church. But when we're so connected... To the human spirit, the spiritual part can't operate. Yeah. And when we got the walls built up, we're so connected to the human spirit. What I mean by that? This is what I mean. I'm so connected to my hurt and my pain that I cannot let the spirit work in my life. Okay? I'm so connected to that hurt in the past, I can't let it go. Uh, here's another one. This is huge. Matter of fact, this is probably where a majority of every wall that there is is called unforgiveness. And what that is, is I'm so connected to my hurt. I'm so connected to my pain. I'm so living in that past that I build up this wall. I will not let go for God to be able to do what He wants to do in my life. And the thing is, every one of us in here, if we've been hurt, we've got walls built up, we've got pain, we've got disappointments, we've got unforgiveness, we've got things we're dealing with. And for God to really, really flow like He wants to flow in our lives, there's some walls that need to come down. Some of us one, some of them multiple walls, and they need to come down out of our lives. And um, since God gave us the free will, He's not going to knock your wall down. This is, the bad, this is the hard part. He's not going to knock your wall down. If you built it, you've got to take it down. Now, that don't mean you can't say, Hey, Pastor, i got something I can't get beyond. Or, Hey, God, i built something I can't tear down. I need your help. He can help you, but He's not going to do it until you invite Him to come help tear down the wall. He's not going to do it until you invite him to come help him tear down the wall. That's the submitting. Absolutely. Um, let me... I, I originally was going to start this scripture I gave to Jake and, and I changed my mind and went with the, our other scripture here. I'm almost done. Hosea 10 and 2 says, The heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. 
He shall break down the altars and he shall spoil their images. James 1 and 8 also says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When we are double-minded, when we are divided, it builds a wall. Because we can't serve two masters. God's not going to let us serve the devil and him at the same time. We may think we're serving God and the devil, but he's like, no, nah, I'll back out. And the devil don't care if you think you're serving two masters because then he knows he's got a name. So, when it's divided. So, um, let, let me read something and then, and then I'm going to give you one more scripture and I, I, I guess I'll be done with this. So, June 12th. Anybody know what June 12th was? 35 years ago, last Sunday, marked a significant date of one of our ex-presidents. I didn't know this, so I got to look at this today. 35 years ago, from last Sunday, June 12th, marks the anniversary of probably the most memorable moment of President Ronald Reagan. His famed tear down this wall speech was 35 years ago, was delivered in West Berlin 35 years ago last Sunday. Tear down this wall. Today, and the reason I'm even saying this is I found this article because it's significant what's going on in Russia right now. The wall was tore down over the process of seven years after that. But today, how many knows they're trying to put it back up? Not the physical wall, but the walls that separated. Here, here's the most dangerous thing about the wall. And this is, I think, the most significant danger thing. Number, there's two, let me deal with two things. Number one, it keeps you us as an individual from receiving everything God's got for us. And number two, as a church, it keeps us from being in unity. Alright? It keeps us from being in unity. Now, y'all might not think it's real significant, but as a pastor, I want to tell you how significant this is. When Bethany's up here singing, and the church is not engaged in the worship there's walls. What do you mean there's walls? There's a wall between you and the Spirit that's keeping you from walking into what God wants you to walk Amen. into. When the preachers preach, now, you guys by and large have been pretty good. You have been on Thursday nights anyway. You've been, maybe it's because I'm getting down here and walking among you and I'm getting you involved. I don't know. That could be part of it too. But, um, that when you can't respond to that, there's a wall. It doesn't matter how good I preach. It doesn't matter how good she sings. It doesn't matter how good you sing. If when this is all said and done, the most important part of when we come to the house of God is that we let down our guard to God and we let him be God to our life and we let him heal us and help fix us. So, um, who's got a Bible close that can read for me? You want to read for me? Want to read the scripture? Revelations 3 and 20. Revelations 3 and 20. It's going to be my last scripture. Um, I quote it. Let me quote it. Love you. You got it? And we need to have a sword drill here and see who can find it first. Well, let's hear that again because that really wasn't loud enough. You'll read it loud, Jimmy. Read it like you're preaching. Thank you, both of you guys. Y'all done awesome. You got a different version, don't you? Yeah. I thought so. What does your version say? Let me hear it again. Read it again. Read it loud. Read it like you're preaching. See, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. 
hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Okay. Let me, let me, let me explain something really important out of this verse. Hey, Bethany, do you want to come play for me, please? Hey, come on. Because this is a place I want the walls to go down tonight. I, hopefully I've said something to make you think tonight, but this is, this is something I do want to tell you. He said, I stand at the door and I knock. What? The devil don't stand at the door and knock. Anybody know what the devil does at the door? No, he don't even bust it down. The devil crouches at the door. And he waits for you to open the door. And he gets in. And once he gets in, it's hard to get out. Jesus also is going to be standing at the door and waiting. But he's going to be knocking. The devil's waiting for you to make a mistake. He's waiting for you to mess up. Crack that door open. He can slide in and say, build that wall. Build that situation. But Jesus is standing there doing this. Knocking. Has anybody ever ignored knocking at a door? Oh, goodness, that's them JWs. Sister Lisa's hiding her face. That's the JWs. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about here? Somebody's inviting me to church. That's the that's the Bill guy. I don't. <laughs> Jehovah Witness. <laughs> okay, but this is Jesus. He knocks. He knocks at the door. You know what this tells me about Jesus? He's a gentleman. He created you to choose. He created you to choose. That part that you that chooses, that is your heart. That is your desire. Okay? That is your desire. Listen, guys. This is so important. If you and I have emotional wall built up, your choice is clouded. Have a hard time making the right decision. Because here, alright, you want me, let me put it plain here? Let me put it plain. The preachers that were telling you, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to save you. No matter what you've been through, He can heal you. He can touch your life. He can touch your heart. He is real. And you've got a wall built up where somebody's hurt you and abandoned you, and you're like, why should I believe that preacher? My mama told me the same thing. My daddy told me the same thing. Look where they are. They walked away. They hurt me. Grandpa said, this is our little secret. Don't tell nobody. Well, we'll be real. Well, how do I know he's any different than, than them? How can I trust them? This is why I say today, you tear down the walls. This is why I say every day, read your Bible. See that this is real. Get filled with God's Spirit. That is the bridge that counts. Is the Holy Ghost. What everybody in here needs is to be filled with the Spirit of God. Sister Cheryl was asking, well, how do we bypass that? It's the Spirit of God. When God fills you with the Spirit, it immediately bypasses that spot and jumps over to the God part of it. And His Spirit bypasses your flesh, your emotions, and goes straight to where you are. And while that Spirit is there, allow that Spirit to deal with your heart from the inside that we can start tearing down the walls, tearing down the hate, tearing down the, the uh, distrust and tearing down the rebellion and tearing down all this stuff unforgiveness and tearing that down because God wants to flow through us 
when the Holy Ghost begins to move in your life, it opens up you to the Spirit for that. God's Spirit is free flowing through. And while that's happening, you just need to say, Oh God, forgive me. We begin to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of this hurt. Forgive me of this pain. Don't let me build up walls and begin to tear down the strongholds. Everything that doesn't need to be there, tear it down. Stand with me. relationships, lost with job. He said, Lord, if that's you, you tell me to come. Lord, he said, Lord, if you're on that wall, you're destroying that wall, give me permission. He'll give you permission to walk out there if you'll do it tonight. Let's 